NFL Week 4 coming up. I tell you what, Rat, Week 3 had it all. I went about 7 or 8 in my tipping. It was a week that I will never forget. There were so many upsets, and I've never seen a closer NFL uh, season after Week 3. But before I even start talking about NFL, Rat, welcome back to the show, mate. Tommy, thanks for having me, mate. And yes, you are right. Uh, very up and down season. I cannot tell you what's going to happen one game to the next, mate. I can't pick my nose at the minute. Yeah, it was tough last week. I must say, I, the Dabblers would have... There was a few little sneaky ones that me and you snagged, but it took me to probably the last game to get the Dabblers up and about. It was a very tough week on the slate. Most teams that were favourite didn't win. And if they did win, players like Mixon let us down for the Bengals, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. We, there were a lot of things we liked um, and then added something else in to juice up the odds a bit. And the ones we liked ended up getting up and something uh, else let us down. It's, it's usually the way to go. So I reckon we need to stick to a few just clear-cut ones and get them across the line first there, mate. I've done a review of our week three best bets and it was it was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. We both said the Bengals were the lock of the week, which they were, but we thought it would go through Mixon. We're a week too early, weren't we? A week too early with a couple of things, mate. Hayden Hurst as well. We just obviously just watched the game today, the Bengals and the Dolphins. And looks like we predicted <laughs> predicted exactly what happened this week, last week. It kills you, man. It kills you. I had a little go at both of them, but I put them in different multis. And yeah, it was. it's just a, it's just a tough caper, isn't it? And we had Damon Pierce over, you did, and I had the touchdown plus over. That was a real positive one for the dabblers and the punters out there, wasn't it? Yeah, he's looking really good, Pierce. Um, as we said, uh, rookie rookie running back, finding finding his straps and looks looks a real player. So what he go? He had 20 carries for 80 yards and one tutty. Looked really good. Two receptions for 21 yards as well. So great for the fantasy owners out there, but... That was a very disappointing game for the Texans. They let one slip there against the Bears. They had a fumble late. Sorry, not a fumble. They threw a pick late, and then your boys hit the scoreboard with no. You know, they hit it. They got the three points at the end there. They got the kick, and there was no time left for them to come back, which just killed us because we really liked the Texans at two twenty. They're still. I still thought they had that game. It wasn't for that turnover. That was leading their way. So we're around the mark. I think we'll skip over the other ones, but Adam Thielen was one of my value ones last week. He had over and touchdown. Jefferson was disappointing. We thought he'd ball out as well. And Dalvin Cook obviously went down with that that shoulder that's just causing havoc. For he, he I mean, you never know what he's going to do. Fantasy owners would be scared to play him. Madison, I've got him on my bench, mate, so I don't know whether to play him either. Mark Andrews was a hit, got him as a TD. But again, Vegas and Devontae Adams let me down. It's a problem when you multi them, isn't it, Rat? Like you get... I think I went two from four in a multi and the value plays got up. The other one was Devontae Smith with Philly. But you put it into someone like Mixon, who's a dollar seventy and it and it lets you down. It's it's a tough caper when you multi them up, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the way, mate. We always get too greedy. You just gotta I reckon now, well that's the that's the way I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find something I like and just go that and start building up the kitty that way. Like as I as you said, I liked liked Adams last week. I had him I did Generally thought he was going to ball out. I thought he was going to have 10 receptions and go for 120 yards. And it was quite quite the opposite, mate. So, um, And you actually picked one. I was quite sceptical on your Devontae Smith touchdown. He'd, he'd been quiet the first 
first two rounds, and I thought uh, AJ Brown was taking all these targets, but he come good, mate. You'd be happy with that one. Yeah, I am. I've got him in every league, so I was stoked. Uh, pretty much the reason why I won most weeks, except for one league. And then the last one I had for the dabblers, everyone on dabble, Tommy's tips just come. The, the Oh, mate, got him up and about on the, on the Tuesday here with Monday Night Football. Took Dallas at 2.5, so should have taken him to win. It was weak. That was plus 2.5. And uh, Zeke rushing and Lamb 60 yards and a touchdown. I tell you what, Lamb made us all very happy in our Osmerican Aces punters club. We won't reveal the odds, but geez, the boys are up and about due to Benny Graham with his high score award. How good was that one? Mate, there was one that not too many times you pick three touchdown scorers, but then go the under total, which was 39 and a half. And they just scraped in with picking the touchdown scorers amongst that. So tip of the cap to one BG there. Ben Graham is the GOAT for a reason. Now, mate, everyone wants to listen to week four. So let's get stuck into NFL week four. We'll kick off with today's game. Obviously, we always record these ones after the Thursday night's game, which is obviously Friday here in uh, in Australia. What do you, you think of the Dolphins at the Bengals, mate? What was the takeaways for you? The glaring thing is the Tua situation, mate. Everyone watched last week. Tua, just before the half, uh, got pushed back, hit his head. Obviously concussed. Obviously concussed. Staggering around, trying to get up. They took him in at the half and said it was a back-related issue. And anyone in Australian sport, you've seen in the AFL and the rugby league and We've seen numerous concussions and what they look like. And you, you don't have to have watched too much sport to realise what's actually going on there. And it was just blatantly concussed. And then they had the short turnaround, obviously played uh, Thursday night, Friday Friday here, and five-day turnaround, and he's got slung. It was, it was, it was quite, quite a fair tackle. Slung back, hit his back, and then whipped his head back. And he's gone again. And that's the only thing I can... I can really think of about this game. It was quite flat after Teddy Bridgewater came in the backup quarterback and looked all right. Um, Cincinnati did. Cincinnati ended up doing it easy, but I feel like this this whole tour situation just kind of overshadows the whole game itself. I'm still not too convinced on Cincinnati. Their run game was shocking. Joe Mixon averaging three yards a carry, had what twenty five odd attempts, managed to get in the end zone, but. Yeah, uh, with, with the whole quarterback dilemma, I still wasn't too convinced with uh, Cincinnati's performance today. What do you reckon? Yeah, it was a scary sight. It was quite amazing to think that they approved and, and, and said that he was right to play after half time last week, yet alone play again this week. It was a disaster what happened to see him with his fingers crossing over and the nervous system shutting down or whatever happens there when your brain hits the... Hits the skull so hard as it did. It was pretty scary, mate. Uh, it's good to see all the reports coming out that he's all good and he's left the hospital uh, not long after, you know, he- heading to Cincinnati Hospital, you know, mid-, mid part of the game. So, yeah, you're right. That was a huge uh, talking point of the game. But in terms of the game of football, I thought Mixon really struggled against the Dolphins' defence. They were really good. I-, I won't be taking any running backs against that Dolphin defence. They were super. Some of the things they did on the goal line were just super impressive. Uh, the Higgins, I'm flat at myself. I I'm, I just thought Chase was... I just love Chase and should have known that Higgins was always going to open up. I saw Howard goes down with a bit of soreness because that defence was on the field a lot last week against the Bills. 
Chase started opening up late, didn't he? And boy, he looks good when he's in the backfield. They had a couple of rookie corners. It was all, it was kind of, the whole game was controlled by the Bengals. I thought they were fantastic. Tyreek Hill, he came oh, out all week and said, Eli right. Apple, I'm coming for you, boy. Well, he, he certainly did. I don't know if he was on Eli Apple, but he was on, he went for 150 plus, no touchdown, but he did everything that we thought he would. You've got to be careful with those short turnaround games though, Rat. So if everyone's listening next week, really look at the injury list. Waddle was, he was questionable. He had a 30, it was low, you know, he had a low game. He went, went for 40, like less than 40 yards is what I'm trying to say here, which is quite rare. Tua obviously concussed two, like twice in five days, which is just terrible. You'd think he'll miss the next maybe couple, who knows? Um, Teddy was quite impressive. But then Hayden Hurst comes out, gets his yards, gets his touchdown. Well, I just wish I had have jumped on. He was <laughs> gone one more. Well, he was just questionable. One more. He had a groin injury that was questionable. So that's what turned me off. If it wasn't for that, I would have been all in. So they're, they're the kind of takeaways, mate. Higgins was great. Uh, Tyler Boyd got a nice catch out the backfield. Joe Burrows is, you know, he's so composed. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what Cincinnati can do this season. It's going to be, it's going to be frightening when, when they come up against a team that does have poor run defense. Cause Mixon, as you said, had 21 carries and went for 61 yards. It was, it was quite low. So yeah, that's pretty much it for me, mate. Oh, the other thing was the Dolphins running backs. They've been really difficult. I've got both of them in one league and I keep, playing Edmonds or leaving you on the bench. It just seems that most it's the, the running back one. He's getting all the rushes and Edmonds gets goal line. So it's quite frustrating there if, you, if yeah. you're a fantasy owner. Uh, but that's enough for, for that game, I think, there, at. Well, just on that one, I, I really like the look of uh, Teddy Bridgewater coming just before halftime, led him to a touchdown drive as soon as he came on. I just don't, I don't reckon they're going to lose, lose too much with him. You saw Tua underthrow a couple balls before he got knocked out, and Teddy just come on and let one rip where the cheater had, had the double take and got tackled five, five yards out out of the end zone. So Teddy Bridgewater looked good. Yeah, you, you're spot on. He looked fantastic. First throw, obviously we had the cart situation with Tua. Fist pumped all the boys and said, let's go, bang, 15 yards down the middle. He was he was really composed. He's probably one of the best backups we've got in the league, let's be honest. He's, he was a starter for many years there uh, at Denver, and he played a bit at the Saints. He, he's he's a great backup, isn't he? Oh, he's great, mate. He looked really good. And as I said, uh, hopefully for Tua's sake, he's, he, recovers, he recovers fast. But with these things, he's just got to take the time to get himself right and – and probably for his sake, he's probably hoping Teddy doesn't play too well himself. Plays well enough to get the wins and puts him in a good spot, but not well enough that Tua doesn't have a spot when he comes back. Yeah, exactly right. All right, let's get into the slate. We've got Minnesota playing New Orleans in London. This one will be 12.30am for everyone in Victoria. Uh, if you're in WA, it might even start at 10.30pm. I think that's the time. Mate, this, the game total for this one's 43.5. New Orleans last week were really bad against Carolina, like really bad. I think Kamara had 70-odd yards rushing, but Ingram stole his touchdown, a real frustrating one for someone like me who took Kamara in the first round. And Minnesota did what they needed to do. They did it quite late. They swooped late and they got the job done. Jefferson was quite disappointing and... Lattimore will be going to him in this game. So what are your thoughts on how this game will play out? I still, I can't pick it, mate. I can't pick it. As we said last week, we were, I was pretty bullish on Detroit. And apart from them 
pretty well losing the game as opposed to Minnesota winning it last week. Minnesota could be one and two here easily. So, as you said, Jefferson set the world on fire early. He ran one, 150 yards. Since then, hasn't fired a shot. Um, they're trying to get him involved a number of different ways. They just can't get him going. Rounds two and three. And New Orleans are having similar problems on the, the offensive side of the ball as well. Like Mike Thomas is questionable. I really like the look of Chris Olave. He's been mentioned before. And he's emerged as the second option, the wide receiver two behind Michael Thomas. But with Mike Thomas going down, you saw Chris Olave last week go for 147 yards, nine receptions of 13 targets. So he can obviously be the man. And as we said earlier, uh, all reports out of the draft was he was the most NFL-ready wide receiver in the draft. So I really like the look of him. Kamara hasn't set the world on fire either. And we know Dalvin Cook's made out of paper mache. So <laughs> um, flip of the coin, I'm just – I'm going to have to go Minnesota. Just I feel like they're a little bit more stable than what New Orleans are. You don't know what you're going to get from Jameis and what their, what their receivers are going to do on any given Sunday. So Minnesota for mine. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Minnesota, I really like their team. They're quite balanced. What you lose with Cook, you get back with Madison. He's actually a really good running back. I'd love to know what he would do at another club if he was the RB1. Jefferson will get that matchup we're talking about with Lattimore. He does a great job. He, you know, he, he did a fantastic job on Evans and they had that punch on and, and got the week off. So I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup. But Thielen, again, he just screams out to me as a great player to watch this week. I think his line will be somewhere again around the 50 yards and yeah, 50 and a half. Yeah. He said, he's just, you just get value for him. He had six receptions on eight targets for 61 yards and a touchdown last week. And the, the, you know, they, they weren't that exciting Minnesota till, till the end. So yeah, I want to watch that running back situation. I'm, I'm really keen on one, you know, if it is cook or Madison, uh, but if it is Madison, I think you really fire, fire him up. If he gets that, if you know, he's going to get the workload. The Saints have got good defense. They're really frustrating to watch. It's a real ugly game when Saints are involved, I feel. I'll be tipping the Vikings, and I hope they can smoke the Saints. But, yeah, that that guy you just mentioned earlier, the rookie, Chris Olave, he is, Olave, yeah. he's got the most air yards in the comp by, like, almost 200. So, for anyone out there that doesn't know what air yards are, it's when the ball's just floating in the air to him and he just doesn't get it. He's that deep threat, you know, the Vikings gave up twenty odd points to to Detroit last week, so he might be a he might be a nice little value play there for that that deep ball rat. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no line for his reception yards yet, but I'll be taking it over in this one. Two two high scoring teams, and we know Jameis likes to air the ball out as well. So I'll be taking a larvae receiving yards over. Love it, mate. Love it. We'll skip to the next game. I've got Cleveland at Atlanta in the Dome. Atlanta are the second highest scoring fantasy team in the competition at the moment, I believe. And they're coming up against the Cleveland Browns, who are also going really well. I think the game total for this one's 47 and a half. It's one of the largest game totals for the week. Can you believe it? This could be a really strong game to focus on your prop bets and your fantasy players. You, you want to load them up. What are your takeaways from this one? Well, I really like to look at Atlanta at the minute. It seems like they've got a, a big three forming with Cordarrelle Patterson, uh, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London. So they've got three 
really viable options. We know what Pitts can do. He's he's a man mountain. Drake London emerging as the wide receiver one there. He had 50 yards and a touchdown last week. And the Swiss Army knife, Cordero Patterson, he's rushed for 140 yards and a touchdown and uh, one reception for 12 yards. Um, we know Jacoby Brissett, he's... He's a great game manager, and he's he's looked really well, uh, really good, and been able to navigate his way through this Cleveland offense. And their defense is doing enough to keep him in the game as well. But under the dime, I'm I'm going to take Atlanta. I really like what they're doing at the minute. They they've been in games, well, been in every game that they've played, and they're scoring scoring at a high rate. And we just need Mariota to not do one of his stereotypical turnovers here. He does them at crucial times, and we just hope this week he doesn't give the ball back at a crucial time. And he can, he can. Uh, they're sitting here at even money, two bucks to win the game. So I'm going to go with the Falcons here. What do you reckon? Plenty of value there. I, I just while you're talking about the Falcons, Kyle Pitts racked up 87 yards in week three. He was the one. He was the guy that I was telling everyone about last week. It's great to see that the coach played him, and and regardless of what he says about fantasy or trying to win games, it's quite clear that if you throw the ball his way, you'll win the game. He had five, I think he had five receptions off eight targets for 87 yards. So I hope they fire the ball his way. I disagree with you. I think Cleveland can get them on the ground. I reckon Chubb and Hunt and then throwing that ball to Njoku, who was really impressive last week, and Cooper. I really like the Browns. I back their defense in. I'm hoping it's a high-scoring game, but you know, no weather in the dome. It's a it's a punter's uh, delight, you know. There's nothing better yeah. than just understanding. No excuses. No excuses. It's just going to be clean footy. It's like playing under the roof at, uh, what do we call it now, Marvel. So I'm looking forward to this one. Kareem Hunt owes me money. I'm going to be <laughs> – he's not in my best bets. We'll talk about him later, but I still can't believe last week he get him getting stuffed on the goal line and then they give it to Chubb on fourth and one. So I'll be having a little play on Krispy Kremes, mate, and tipping, <laughs> tipping the Cleveland Browns. Now, the next game is going to be unbelievable. The Bills at Baltimore Ravens. Buffalo were on the ground a hell of a lot last week. They really should have won that game. Clock management was pathetic at halftime and at the end of the game. I'm not sure if you saw that offensive coordinator carrying on in the box like, uh, what's that bloke's name? Rodney Ede when Will Minson cracked his shits. I think he was- Get losing. him off! Get him off! He was, <laughs> he was losing his marbles, but- I, as a Baltimore Raven fan, am just so excited with Lamar Jackson and the points he's putting up. He's the number one quarterback at the moment. He's put up the most touchdowns. This should be a high-scoring game. The game total is 47.5. Rat, I've never bet over or under, but I think for the first time in my life, I might take the overs. This has got to be, this has got to be a 60-point bonanza. Well, they're enticing the punters to take that. The over, what was it, mate? What was the total? Forty-seven point five. Yeah, they've got that at a dollar seventy though. So they're we've we've seen this in the past where there's been two teams that love to score a lot, but then they they face off against each other and they just start button heads and it just doesn't doesn't work out. The defenses get going. The defenses really take pride in really stopping one of these teams that's flying on offense. Um, I, I still think that's that's too sh- too short of a line. Um, I reckon it's going to be over, but I'm, I'm still staying away from the. Still staying away from the dollar seventy. Um, as you said, Lamar Jackson absolutely balling out. Uh, a few uncharacteristic things from Josh Allen last week. He'll bounce back. I'm going to take 
the Bills. I just reckon they've still got too much. But it's going to be interesting. Uh, after this week, if, if they get done, it w- will tell us a lot about the Bills when they actually get into an arm wrestle and when things aren't going their way, the the uncharacteristic mistakes uh, they do end up making. So I'm going to go the Bills, but yeah, keep, li- keep lines open here. I'm, I'm not too confident in it. Keep your eyes out on this matchup. I've taken a future bet with Josh Allen to be the MVP. I'm a supporter of the Ravens and the way Lamar's playing, it could be going his way. So this game really will be important uh, for those future bets for MVP. I think the Bills, I think the Bills will win, which hurts me to say this as a Ravens man. The Ravens' defense is what's letting them down. I think Lamar will be able to go with him toe-to-toe, but they're giving up so many points. They're leaking points on points. So Gabriel Davis was, you know, quite, you know, low scoring in fantasy last week, yet he ran 89% of routes. So he was on the field the whole time, even though he had a, you know, a question mark heading into the game. And we know Diggs had a tough matchup on Howard from Miami. I'm really, really looking forward to this. I, I'm actually, um, Dobbins is the running back had a cheeky couple of goes on the goal line for the Ravens. I reckon he might be able to sneak one in, but all eyes on, all eyes on Dawson Knox, right? I just, he hasn't scored yet. And I've been good with these sneaky ones. I like to think of players that are traditionally really strong around the red zone. Dawson Knox, if this is a 30 point game, either way, he's got to get one of the five, you know, maybe Josh Allen sneaks one Singletary might get one. Diggs has, always gets attention maybe that but Knox he Knox is due so everyone listening out there Dawson Knox put him in your touchdown multiples he might be three dollars they might I don't know what they, they don't think the markets are up quite yet I'm looking forward to seeing Josh Allen target him in the red zone I'm tipping the Buffalo Bills due to the Ravens having a poor defense and a leaky defense but this should be high scoring this is my game of the week I hope the Ravens can prove me wrong. I love the Ravens. Next game. We'll go on to the next game. I just I just can't wait for that matchup. This is this is going to be disgusting. Washington at Dallas. This is the flip side, right? This is the flip side in a dome. And I'll tell you what, say some prayers for Carson Wentz because he's going to be in trouble this week. Oh, mate. Like, we, the Cowboys' defense – He's going really well at the moment. And Cooper Rush, hat, hat off to him. We mentioned him last week. Great game great game management from him and just being able to navigate his way down the field. Zeke and Pollard splitting the carries. We saw CD. CD played well, but would have had an absolute monster day if he didn't uh, overrun that that ball. Oh, sorry, he dropped that catch. It would have been 50-plus yards. He found a uh, target in Noah Brown, one of his mates on the practice squad that he likes to target, done a lot of training with him. In the Dome, you are right. This is one of those ones you just don't know with Carson Wentz and Washington. We mentioned last week he wants to win the Super Bowl on every play. He's, uh, he's, Lauren is 20, uh, 231 passing yards, 231 pass yards. I'm going to take that over. I reckon he's going to air it out, but he still he's, could still throw for 300 yards and two picks. So that's your unpredictability with Carson. I'm going to... With how Dallas are playing, I'm going to take Dallas. I like what Cooper Rush is doing, and I reckon he'll be able to do it again, navigate his way at home against the unpredictable Washington team. What do you reckon? Dallas will win. Zeke will have a touchdown, and Zeke will rush 50 yards minimum. That will be my bet in this one. 
I love what Dallas's defense is doing. Can't see it being too high scoring. Carson Wentz will be, you know, Gibson's not giving too much and he'll just try air one out. Curtis Samuel's the guy. Do you want to have a look at some yards over? I'd be having a look at him. He's, you know, he's receiving to get 10 targets last week. He's the, he's the man. Obviously, Terry McLaurin will get digs and most of the attention. I just think that the Cowboys defense and at home, they'll, they'll get the job done, right? So we'll, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, the next one, Seattle at Detroit in the Dome again. Who do you think? They're both, both teams are one and two. So pretty important game. You go two and two or one and three. Who you got this one? As mentioned last week, mate, really like what Detroit are doing. I'm going to go Detroit. Uh, I'm not impressed with the Seahawks at all. Um, I just, Geno Smith, I reckon he's passed it. Um, we saw early, we everyone was on him when they beat the Broncos. Thought, oh, well, it's what we've been missing out on. Like, it, it's the system at Seattle that, that's going to win him games. But I just, Detroit have lost a couple of games. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say people have beaten them. Like they've lost them themselves. Like last week, uh, brain fart late against the Vikings, got them back in the game. Um, no DeAndre Swift here. Uh, they're running back one. So look for Williams to get more of the carries. And this is one of my bets of the week. So he, Williams was already getting the goal line work and rushed in multiple touchdowns this year. But now with Swift out, He's out with a shoulder injury and uh, the Lions coach has come out and said, look, we've got a buy in two weeks. He's going to benefit from having the next two weeks off and the buy. So look for Williams here to get multiple carries and then he's not sharing any goal line work at all. So Williams at $1.90 for any time touchdown score, I'll be taking that and I reckon the Lions win. I really like that, Rat. I, I forgot about that one and I'm glad you reminded me and everyone here at the Aces. We... We know that Seattle give up rushing yards. Last week, I'm just going through the stats on my phone as we speak. But Cordero Patterson, I'm pretty sure, went for 130 on the ground. And that was... Yeah, more, mate. Yeah, he was so, everywhere. And, and, and we know that your man runs that ball hard. He's a real aggressive running back. Pretty much the heartbeat of... He's, he's like the heartbeat, isn't he? Yeah, so we went... Cordaro Patterson went for 141 yards from just seven attempts and he had a touchdown plus a couple, you know, 12 yards and only one reception in the air. I think you're right. I think that could be the best bet of the week and something that the the markets wouldn't really understand as well with the algorithms. I'm with you. I'm not even looking anywhere else. I've really liked the way that Geno Smith's handling the ball for Seattle. They've been quite impressive. I remember last year watching Russell Wilson just frustrate the hell out of everyone with Metcalf and Lockett. He actually is going okay, but that backfield at Seattle is all over the shop. I've got no idea what's going on there. I wouldn't even touch it. I think Detroit will win this game, and I think the man that you mentioned, Williams, will be the reason why. We'll head to the next one, mate. That's well said. The Chargers at Houston, again, in the Dome. This is a big game for the Chargers. Everyone thought that they could potentially win the Super Bowl. What's going on there, mate? I don't want to make excuses for him, but I will. <laughs> Multiple injuries on the offensive line. We obviously saw Herbert get dinged up the other the other week with the uh, rib cartilage fracture or sprain, whatever you want to call it. Gutsy for him to be playing. We've seen multiple athletes over the years play with these things, and they're they're not they're not comfortable one bit. He would have been jabbed up to the eyeballs to play. Um, he's a competitor though, but you could tell um, a few underthrown balls didn't look too comfortable. 
didn't really want to leave the pocket, so he was getting the ball in and out of his hands really quick. Uh, no Keenan Allen, his favourite target. He'll be back this week. Uh, but then on the Houston side, they've been in every game that they played. I liked them last week against the Bears. They Similar to, similar to Detroit, they lost that one themselves through a pick to Ro- Roquan Smith from the Bears late to seal the game. In the dome, I reckon, it, I reckon there's going to be a lot of offence in this one. Um, look for your boy Damian Pierce. Chargers have been shocking in run defence so far this year. Uh, as we saw Khalil Herbert um, uh, rush for heaps last week. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. And if you can find a market out there for Justin Herbert rushing yards under, take that. Because after watching last week, I still think he's a couple of weeks off escaping the pocket and copping too many hits. So I reckon that's a smart play there, but I'll be taking the Chargers. I think this is a lock of the week. I'm not sure what they're giving us. It's 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 not a dollar twenty. I think it's a dollar forty-five. The Chargers will win this football game. There's no way they're losing this game. The amount of yards that Houston gave up to the Bears last week is embarrassing. Honestly, they can't throw the ball, so you stack the box and you just try to stop the run. They couldn't stop it, and they had the backup Herbert come on, like you said. Eckler has to fire up. Everyone in the fantasy world has taken him in the with the third or fourth or fifth pick. He's been horrendous. He's one of my favorite players to watch. I can't work out what's going on. He only had the ball four times last week for five yards on the ground. You know, he had 48, he had 48 yards through the air. They were down the whole game. I'm expecting a huge bounce back from Austin Eckler from the Chargers. And we know they get Keenan Allen back from that hamstring, we think. So if he's back in the lineup, they lose Guyton. They lose Bosa on the defense. So it could open up a little bit more for the other team. But I'm looking, I've got all my eyes on the Chargers. The Chargers will win this game of football. It's another one of my locks of the week. They just need to. They've stacked their club. They've spent all their money. They've got enough players there to, to play a role. And the way Houston are playing, you know, you can't lose to the Chargers. You can't lose to the Bears and, and expect to beat the Chargers the next week. So Chargers for me, all eyes on Austin Eckler. He needs to start doing what we all thought he would do when we took him for pick three or pick four in fantasy because it's just not good enough. Now, this next game's massive. Tennessee Titans at Indianapolis Colts. The Colts, we, we spoke about this last week. We said, don't be surprised if they do something against the Chiefs. They had a horrendous first couple of weeks. We know they start to warm up late. They take a bit to get going. They've just got they've just got the win. They're at home again. They're playing Tennessee. Who do you think wins this one, right? I'm going to have to take the chart. Uh, sorry, the Colts. As you said, fired up last week. Um, not too. I'm still not so impressed with the Titans. Uh, Derek Henry got over last week, starting to look back to his former self. But there's just still not too much. That excites me on the offensive side of the ball here for the Titans. Um, so for that, I'm going to have to take the Colts. As we mentioned last week, Taylor, he's been quiet the past two weeks. Look for him to get going. And that, that's all I've really got for this game, mate. I just I think it's going to be pretty meat and potatoes for the Colts here against the Titans. What one are you thinking? That, one thing that surprised me last week, Derek Henry, he doesn't normally receive. He went for 58 yards receiving from six targets and five receptions. It was something I'd never really seen. It'd be interesting to see if they follow up and do that again because I really like him in space running at people. It's it's quite, you know, 
It's quite nice to watch. I'm going, I'm lighting up here. I think the Colts and Jonathan Taylor, he hasn't, we want to talk about pick ones and twos or wherever you took him in your fantasy. This guy hasn't done anything yet. At week one, he was good against Houston because their run day is horrendous. I think he missed his first practice in like ever this week, including high school rats. So he's got a bit of a toe injury. It's, he returned to full practice Thursday, so it's not an issue. I I see this being one of his biggest games. I, I'm really looking forward to watching him. And we know when he gets going, Pittman gets the ball as well because they try to stop him and then Pittman gets open. So it's all about Pittman and Jonathan Taylor and the Colts for me. I love, I love, I've taken Colts in that division as a future bet. This is a massive game for that, for that division. And I'm looking forward to... Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what your boy Matty Ice Ryan can can produce because last week was a step in the right direction. And it's kind of what we expect from the start of the year. So it's good to see the Colts on the winner's list. The next game is the Chicago Bears at New York Giants. You want to talk about Stinky? This is the stinkiest game of the week. Let's not spend too much time on this rat. Who do you think wins and why? Uh, I think the Giants win. I'm still not too impressed from the Bears. The the Texans gave him the game last week. And yes, they're, they're two and one, but it's a fake two and one for mine. They obviously had one of those wins against San Fran in the in the torrential rain at Soldier Field there in Chicago. Going to take the Giants. And what I really liked in the game last week against the Cowboys was Saquon's ability and the plays they were running for him to catch the ball. So one of my bets of the week is Saquon Barkley over 30-plus receiving yards. So I've got that up on double there on my account there. That's $1.85. So Daniel Jones, they, they allowed a lot of pressure. So he was he was scanning up the field, and they were just pressuring way too quick. So Saquon was, Saquon was out there in the flat, lateral to him, and he had to throw it to him and had, had multiple 8- to 10-yard receptions there. So look for the Giants to win, and then also Saquon for 30-plus receiving yards. Who do you reckon wins? Yeah, it's going to be about the Giants. It's going to be a sloppy game. Um, you know, it's it's a bit devastating to see some of the players that go down. Sterling Shepard, he's a he's a he's a star, and he's hurt his knee. So prayers up for him. Did that you was, see that? Yeah, I can't believe that he just it was a straight line and just popped his knee. I've, ne- I've never seen anything like that. Just yeah. straight line, and then it just looks like it just goes like just explodes. I saw Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, OBJ. For all of you listening, I'm sure you know the nickname. He was tweeting that they need to get rid of the artificial turf and start putting in grass because he thinks that that's the reason why blokes are doing yeah, I'm unsure how the artificial turf, the way he was running, like how the turf contributes to that because that was just mm. straight on. He wasn't changing direction. He was just running straight. I've actually never seen one happen like that. Yeah, it's bizarre. Well, what it does mean though is Kenny Golday gets a start. They've been trying to make him earn it and he hasn't been earning it. He hasn't taken, I think he's had three fantasy points for the whole season. He was horrendous. He was probably my best bet last week for unders, but they you couldn't get a market. He's gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to play him now. Rat, they paid him a lot of money, like a lot. He's of on forty seven million, so uh, he's gonna get he's gonna have to get a look. And being you know, you know what NFL is like. You just need another chance. I think keep your eyes on him. He could be. They've got no one else to throw it to. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching him. Tony might be starting as well. Actually, no, he probably won't hamstring misses practice again on Thursday. But, yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> Saquon Barkley, I took him in the second round. He's been amazing for fantasy. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are smiling because he was going to pick two a few years ago. He's been ama- he's been sleeping fantastic. on him this year. They were sleeping uh, on him. He could be comeback player of the year. I'm calling it early, but he's done everything we needed 
so yeah, Giants for me, and not even going to talk about the Bears. Uh, they just they don't throw the ball and they just run it. So if you're the if you're the Giants, you've got to stop the run. It's a, it's panic stations for the Bears, mate. If you watched last week, if you watched Justin Fields throw that ball, like I hate to say it, he was meant to be the saviour. He looks shocking. Yeah, well, so, they're, they're two and one though, which as a as a organization, they'd be happy. They'd be happy with two and six. So they, they've started as ugly as it is. That I think they're happy with it. But yeah, it's scary. Yeah, but it's covering up, covering up a fair bit, mate. He threw, he had eight completions. Yeah, through seventeen scary. times, eight completions, two picks, and was just throwing absolute flower bags. Oh, Khalil Herbert rushed for one hundred and fifty-seven yards. Fields is great on the ground, eight attempts for fifty odd yards. But I would hate to be a wide receiver on, yeah, on the yeah. bench right now. Like I picked up Darnell Mooney in a lot of my leagues, and yeah. I'm, well, let's stop I'm, talking about him because they're they're not even worth our time. Oh, all right, I think that's why. Game. I think that's why Robinson left. Now we have got Jacksonville at Philadelphia Eagles. Jacksonville Jags have been really impressive. Two and one against Philly, three and zero. Doug Peterson gets his old team. There's a bit of media around this game. It's his first trip back to Philadelphia. There, this game's going to get a lot of coverage. And the way the Jags are playing, they just knocked off the Chargers convincingly. The Eagles have been super impressive. I'm looking forward to watching this one. The line for this game, I'd imagine, is a bit juicier than normal. Let's have a look at the line. We've got it here at 47 and a half. It's one of the highest game totals we have for the week. Rat, who's scoring all the fantasy points in this one? I really like James Robinson. I've, I've mentioned it before. Um, I just can't believe Urban Meyer wasn't playing him last year. He obviously had a had a dog there just waiting to waiting to be released. Like Robinson has been tearing the competition apart. And as we know, they've spent money on Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, and they're both playing really well. But I'm going to have to take Philly. Philly looked great. J- Jalen Hurts, one of the, I think he's uh, third favourite for the MVP at the minute. Um, we've seen multiple multiple receivers emerge here. Like you got the Slim Reaper in uh, Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. They they look great. And a new like this running back room as well. Like you've got Sanders, Gainwell, and Scott. They they can all do it. You know what I mean? We've seen it before. They've all been run, uh, running back ones in in the past. Uh, so I'm just going to have to take Philly at home in this one. Who do you think? Yeah, it's hard to go past Philly at home. It's funny. Gardner Minshew is the backup quarterback, just another little Jags connection. I'm just really impressed with Devonte Smith since week one. Yeah, I remember he had zero fantasy points and just bounced back. AJ Brown might, he might be due for a touchdown this week. I think he, I don't think he, Oh, he did get one last week. I think he's only had the, um, the one for the year. I reckon he might just sneak over again. And the other player that's really impressive for the Jags has been Christian Kirk. He's been fantastic, mate. He's he's done it all so far. He's the man. I reckon he might get shut down this week, though. I think there's a lot of attention going to him. I like Philly's secondary. They shut down uh, Jefferson the other week. I think it was... I do have a great secondary. Yeah, so I reckon it might just be keep your eyes peeled on that one. It might be time to turn your attention to Marvin Jones or Zay Jones. I reckon you might not really want to be putting too much money on that Christian Kirk this week because he's got a terrible matchup. I'll be tipping Philly in this one. And if the Jags do win, I'll actually start taking them seriously because that's some serious opposition they've they've beaten so far. 
The next game is New York Jets at Pittsburgh Steelers. This game is still, this is the last game on the slate at 4 a.m. for everyone on Australian Eastern Standard Times. What do you think happens here, mate? Another another muck game. Um, <laughs> two, two, two teams that haven't been convincing at all. Seems like it's going to be poor conditions in teams that struggle. Well, I, I won't say struggle on struggle on offense for the for the Jets' sake, but it looks like Zach Wilson's starting. So, really, give him flack of the boot. Yeah, um, Wilson's back, so it's going to be interesting to see what connection and synergy he has with his receiving core and running back here and see whether he's the actual guy that can take the Jets to where they want to go because the jury's still out. I really like to look at Brees Hall, the rookie, and he's getting better and better each week. I'm going to take the Steelers. I just, I'm more confident in what they can produce. Trubisky's doing it for longer. Wilson, still quite an immature quarterback, a lot of turnovers, so... Trubisky with Najee Harris to do it on the ground and Deontay Johnson to to have a solid game here as well. Um, so the Steelers for mine, what do you think? I like Elijah Moore as a player to watch. I like his connection with the quarterback if he is playing. I think Elijah Moore is just starting to warm up and he's kind of been forgotten in that wide receiver court with Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson as of late. In terms of the game... <laughs> It's gonna be. It could be ugly. I actually, I actually think that the Jets can win this, but I just would have no confidence in betting head to head. TJ Watt is out, which then just really pulls Pittsburgh back a little notch. If he was playing, I'd just say Pittsburgh because of him. I reckon, I reckon the Jets can get it done on the road. I, I like their coach. They've got this. I like, I like what he's about. I, I tend to I tend to lean quarterback v quarterback, and I'd rather Wilson over Trubisky. Really? Yeah, I, I rate Wilson higher than Trubisky. I think Trubisky's more of a backup. Where Wilson, he's still quite young, and he would be fresh. He's had a big summer. Remember, he hurt his knee, so you don't really know if he's taken the next step yet. This will be a this will be an improvement for that offense. I'm looking forward to seeing Wilson Elijah Moore. So I'll tip the Jets. I'll take a bit of value, but again, don't don't be betting on this one. This is a skip this game. <laughs> Righto. Next game, let's light it up now. We've got Arizona Cardinals at Carolina Panthers. Carolina beat the Saints last week really ugly. It was really ugly. Christian McCaffrey got it done on the ground. He had 25 attempts for 108 yards rushing. He hasn't been catching the ball right. He's only gone for 24 yards, 26 yards, and then seven yards last week. That's something new that I've seen. He used to get a bit of both. Arizona have been more impressive as of late. I've really liked Hollywood Brown. I think he's leading, I think he's leading the targets in the comp almost. He's had 17 targets last week. So if you want to know if you want to know where the ball's going, Rat, I can bet your bottom dollar it's going Hollywood Brown. (laughs) He's the man. And but as we know, the Panthers, they, they didn't give up many points last week. In terms of touchdowns, who do you see winning this one? It's a really hard one to work out. Both form lines are terrible. So Panthers obviously beat the Saints, who aren't setting the world on fire. They lost to the Giants by three points, who aren't setting the world on fire either. And they lost to the Browns uh, by two points in that in that game in round one, uh, which was the field goal after the siren. And the Cardinals have 
looked shit as themselves. They lost to the Chiefs by 23 in week two. No, they were, um, week two, they had that big comeback. That was a game against, against the Raiders where they come home late, but I'm, I'm just still still not convinced in what I'm seeing from I, I the little man, Colin Murray. Arizona's had a really tough trot. Like, they've come up against some really difficult opposition. This this game is this game's very gettable. You know, the Panthers were horrendous, I thought, until last week, and they somehow beat the Saints. But who knows where the Saints are at? Look, I'm going to put it out there. I'm tipping the Arizona Cardinals. I'd prefer, I reckon, I reckon the gingerbread man is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Oh, great, great. I, I just, I just liked what I saw last week from a defensive point of view to see the Rams only score 21 or whatever. I think it was 21 points. It was 20. Sorry, they only went down by eight. I think the Cardinals are a better football team. So I'm going to actually take them. And I'm going to package it up with a bit of a Zach Ertz touchdown, right? I've, I've come across I've come across a few stats this week, and I thought it'd be worth sharing with everyone listening. But I look at the red zone target leaders from week three, and I look at who didn't score. And the red zone target leaders from week three were DK Metcalf and Devontae Adams for five, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey for four. And then you have Marvin Jones Jr., Noah Brown, your man from the Cowboys, and Zay Jones who's from the Jags there for three. And then we have a few others there at three, but the other guy that screams out at me in the three category is Zach Ertz. He hasn't caught a touchdown this year. He had three targets in the red zone last week. I can see them scoring at least two to, you know, or three touchdowns. I'm going Arizona, Zach Ertz, and the guy that's going to get him there is Hollywood Brown. So that'll be my same game multi on Dabble. If you follow Tommy's tips this week, I like the odds they're giving me. I've got to take the $2, mate. That's just overs. Yeah, nice. I really, I really like that, mate. I, but as I said, I'm not, I'm not too convinced with what I'm seeing from either side yet. So there's not too – yeah, I can't, I can't tell you too much about the game and what I think is going to happen. But I, I'll take the Cardinals with you as well because I'm still not convinced that Baker's going to win too many games with what I've seen from him this year. So I'll take the Cardinals as well. All right, there's only about four more games to get through. New England Patriots are taking on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Rat, this one's pretty simple, I would have thought. Yeah, that's right. Lambeau, Packers at home against the Patriots. I'm sure Bill Belichick's got a bunch of different schemes lined up for Aaron Rodgers here. But Mac Jones has gone down with, they call it a high ankle sprain in the States, but we call it the syndesmosis here. So he'll be out for a number of weeks. I just don't think, which leads into my last bet of the week, which will be my third Green Bay Packers at the line. I don't think, which is 8.5. I don't think New England are going to be able to keep up with the Packers and score enough points to be competitive here. So you saw Rogers last week, uh, better synergy with his receivers. And I say, I say receivers, the, the running backs are included in that because they do a lot of little short passes and have a great scheme there to be able to throw the, Defenders off uh, on the other side. So, the, as I said, the line eight point five. I'll be taking that just due to the fact that Brian Hoyer, the backup quarterback, is <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's I mean, the reaction I want, mate. So, Brian Hoyer, um, you know, when you say put the house on it, I think, oh, I, think I think Green Bay 
uh, put the house on job because there's no way Aaron Rodgers is getting beaten, getting beaten by Brian Hoyer. Uh, no disrespect yeah. to Brian, but I just don't think he's going to go to Lambeau and get the job done, especially after Aaron Rodgers finally took down Tom Brady. I think it was like the second or third time he's ever done it or something, Rad. It was a, was a you know, it was a, that rivalry between them, I think it's lent Tom Brady's way, but Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are starting to get rolling two and one. I'm really liking that rookie wide receiver, Romeo. Is it is it Dubs? Is that how you say Romeo? Name? Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs. Dobbsy. He's just he was impressive last week with yeah. the with eight, catching all eight of his targets for 73 yards. Dobby I'm, at your service, master. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, Dobby. I'm looking <laughs> forward to seeing this one. I think it's a load up job on 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 Green Bay. That running back is a an annoying running back room for who gets the touchdown. So who gets them, Rad? I think if you can if you can just pick the right one, you're going to get three to four dollars. Is it Jones or Dylan? Who get goal, who's getting goal line here, mate? I, I I really can't tell you. I reckon the first first couple like the, when they're going to run it in, it's Dylan. But if they're running screen plays and flicking it off and doing doing all that funky shit at the line, it's going to be Jones because he's more versatile. Dylan Dylan's just going to put his head down, run through the hole. Yeah. Jones is able to Jones is able to get on the outside and give him a bit of uzzles. I really love a little bit of uzzles. Aaron Jones scored the two touchdowns, uh, one receiving and one rushing in week two, and Dylan got him in week one. No one got one last week. It was all in the air from Aaron. Maybe Aaron might show off and throw it. You know who's due, right? There's a guy that you tipped the punters here, oh, and he hasn't scored yet. Is he due or what? I can know he's due. Big Bobby Tonyan. He's got to get over the big fella. I've been watching the way they set up in the red zone. You know, I love watching the tape. I've been watching it closely oh, when I watch the Green Bay Packers. I haven't what's seen. Tape, what's the tape telling you, mate? Well, I haven't seen him look like it. He's always blocking and he, he hasn't run a route where, you know, he's open. So I think. You know what that means. Yeah, I think he might play that. <laughs> like, he might play the fake block. You know, they just run around the back and get the chance. Well, that's what Hayden Hurst did this morning. I know, I know. And I didn't get, I mean, I got on it, but I multied it with Mixon for 70 yards. We won't talk about that. Um, I, I'm looking forward to this game. It's going to be a little bit of a, if, if I've had a few winners early in the morning, I might spread it, spread it around, but it's going to be a, just a little bit of a, uh, a fun game to watch. I think if you're watching, because Green Bay should smoke the Pats. And I think if the line's eight, we'll be taking that all day. So it's the Green Bay Packers best bet of the week. I'll go on for you. What are your thoughts on, so right, Rogers and Brady t- considered, well, Brady, the GOAT, and Rogers, one of the best to ever play. Been playing 20 odd years, right? Mm-hmm. Only ever played five times. Well, maybe that's so when, that was like it was when, then, yeah. When you're, comparing, when you're comparing legacies and you see all our great, well, the great sporting rivalries. So you've got Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, um, Messi, Cristiano. Yep. They can all play each other. And yeah. like, they play each other once to twice a year at least, like either in Grand Slams or see those two those two soccer goats in. They were in the Spanish division for a fair while together. Um, they just really get to play. So, so I just found it really hard, and oh well, really find it hard when they compare whose legacy is better when these guys really get to play each other. What are your thoughts on that situation? Well, I think the argument here is Tom's been able to get them to the position where they would meet, and 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 Aaron hasn't which would be the Super Bowl. So you just, as we know, Tom's the GOAT, but that's been Aaron's problem. If he can get back to the Super Bowl, just get there, you know, and and hopefully win one. Then 
you can't ever question what you know everyone in the media when they throw these names up. So I think that's the argument. You know, Cristiano and Messi, if they're playing each other, they're going to meet in the you know the big games, obviously for the fixture. But if there's a final with, if you want to compare tennis, Rafa and Nadal, uh, Rafael Nadal and, and and Roger Federer, they might sit on different sides of the um of the you know the tables at the start of the tournament and meet each other in the final because they're both. Yeah, he's just not getting there, is he? It's a great point. Getting, yeah. Not getting there enough, so that's why Tom's the goat, and I think that's what Aaron needs to do to kind of even it up. Anyway, moving on. This game will be a cracker. It's Denver. We've got a few to go. Denver playing the Denver Broncos at Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are zero and three. Denver were horrendous on offense last week. They scored no points. It was one of the ugliest games I've ever watched on on TV. I watched every snap because we've got it. You know, only a few games in Australia where they put them on at the late game. Now, Rat, I just I'm gonna. I'm just going to take a dabble here, a little bit of a punt, without even looking at anything. There's no way that Raiders are losing this game. They need this one. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong, mate. Uh, a long way back from zero and four. I reckon they get it done. I have not been impressed with the Broncos at all. I, it's so funny. We spoke about our man, Teddy Bridgewater, before. <laughs> so the Broncos have gone out and signed Let Russ Cook. That's rad, right? This time last year, they were... 3-0 and o with Teddy Bridgewater under, under centre. So talk about someone who is capable. We know Teddy's capable. But this time last year, they've gone out and spent millions and millions of dollars on Russell Wilson, who's looked shithouse. Um, oh, yeah. And Ted, Teddy did a better job. So I'm just not convincing what I'm seeing for the Broncos. The Raiders look patchy. They can score. They need to be able to find a way to get the ball to their stud, Devontae Adams. Uh, balled out one week, but they still didn't get the chockies. Do or die for the Raiders. So there's more in the line for them, I reckon. So I'm going to take the Raiders. I've uh, I've been having some theories, and the theories are when players do what they need to do, they win. So Kyle Pitts is one, Jonathan Taylor's one, Nick Chubb's one. When they all go for that hundred yards, generally their team wins. I'm loading up. Devontae Adams. He's one of my favourite players. I can't cop. I can't cop him going for 141 in a TD, and then going for a TD in every every game, but only having 12 yards in week two and 36 in week three. I saw I saw a bit of footage on Twitter. I know you keep laughing, at it, it floats through. Debo Samuel was out. He was out the back so many times, and Jimmy G couldn't see him against that Denver secondary. I'm ready for it. I think Devontae Adams is going to get a few air balls and he's going to catch them and the, and the, and the Raiders are going to win this football game. It could be low scoring if, if, if Denver can keep doing what they're doing. But like I said, fire it up. I'll take the eighty or whatever it is with Vegas into Devontae Adams for 100 yards receiving. I won't touch the touchdowns. I'm just going 100 yards receiving and Las Vegas to win this football game only because they need to. And Russell Wilson, I ain't riding yet. <laughs> It's Cortland Sutton. Yeah, Cortland Sutton's been very impressive. But watching watching Russell play, I mean, I think he looked normal until one drive last week. He started playing like the Russell Wilson we know. But when he stands there and just, oh, he's, it's been ugly. All right, next two more games to go. Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have no idea where this game will be played. And, and to everyone that's um, obviously living over in, Florida with what's going on. It's quite scary, right, with uh, with this cyclone 
Ian, I think it's called, or I can't remember what it's, but it's 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 quite scary with with what we're seeing, and I think the football game maybe maybe move to another. State. No, they are playing at Tampa. I was supposed to know that they will be playing oh, at Tampa. Are? But there, okay, are, cool. there are parts of the state that are yeah going through a tough time. Well, um, yeah, we hope they're all, hope those people are okay. Now the game's going ahead. That is fantastic for the Bucks. Who wins this football game? I'm going to take the Chiefs, mate. Uh, we saw the Bucks last week. Brady just doesn't have any dogs out there at the minute. I'm unsure who's available this week. Let's have Evans a look. Is uh, Evans, Evans is back. back. Uh, Julio probably come back. Gage is out there. Gage is probably his most established receiver last week, but I'm just going to have to take the Chiefs. Paddy Mahomes are still one of the MVP favourites, and we know what they do in their running back room there. They're so alternative. They can go anywhere. Juju Smith-Schuster has done next to nothing this year. Um, We know our boy Travis Kelsey. He's the main target. So look for Kelsey to have a big game in this one. Um, Lenny Fournette, he he promised a few touchdowns. He promised promised to get going for the fantasy owners a fortnight ago and hasn't sniffed it since. So (laughs) the touchdowns will be coming soon for big, big Lenny. But... The Bucs aren't setting the world on fire either. They are two and one, and Tom Brady is the GOAT for a reason. He can manoeuvre his way through games like no other, but I'm still going to have to take Paddy Mahomes and the Chiefs here. These games are for legacy. I think it's uh, a passing of the guard. I think Mahomes will show everyone why he's the guy. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm going to be taking Mahomes for 300 yards. I'll tell you why. The Bucs run D is one of the best in the league traditionally. I think they're going to prepare for that. They've got a lot of wide receivers that can pass. We've got Hardman, Juju, smith Schuster. You've got McKinnon in the backfield. You've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire if you need him. But Travis Kelsey being one of the greatest tight ends we'll see in our time anyway, Rat. I'm going Mahomes at 300 yards plus and the Chiefs to win. I think that's a really solid bet and it's a really smart bet uh, for the punters out there. Now, the last game of the round, how blessed, 11.15 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Times, Los Angeles Rams playing the San Francisco 49ers. San Fran were horrific on offense, but fantastic on defense last week. And the Rams did what they needed to do. They haven't been lighting the joint on fire just yet. Cooper Cup was a little bit quiet last week. He would have let us down with that 100 yards receiving with only 44 He's gone for 128, 108, and 44. Who wins this game right before we close it out and give our best bets for the week? Rams for mine, as you said. Uh, Jimmy G, obviously, first full start uh, for the Niners. Wasn't too convincing. I, I still think he'll he'll get his shit together and get going. But Rams for mine, I still think they're too well-rounded at the minute. Um, not, not too much else to see here, mate. I, I reckon... The running back room, you're getting a lot out of Wilson at the minute for Sam Fran. Uh, Debo Samuel, as they call the Swiss Army knife. And George Kittle, look for him to come back and start to get some more targets here. So I still don't, I still think Sam Fran are a couple of weeks off finding their groove and getting back to the form that we know that they can and what got them to the conference championship. But at the minute, I'm going to take the Rams. Yeah. I- I tend to go with the Rams, but I've got a feeling that got a feeling that the Rams are gettable in this one. And San Fran's defense last week was quite impressive. Look, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take the Rams, actually. I'm going to take them. I don't think I'd be betting on it. I'd be betting on the prop markets. And I like I like a little Allen Robinson fade. I reckon Allen Robinson in the corner. He was one of those guys that was targeted in the red zone I was mentioning earlier. And the other one to keep your eye out on, Debo Samuel, actually, would be a nice one. He, he's due. But Akers, the trend is your friend, right? He went for zero yards rushing, then he went for 40, and then he went for 60 last week. So he's starting to get going, which is a positive sign for fantasy owners. Okay, Rat, well, let's just round it out. We've been going for a while here, NFL week four. Let's give our best bets for the week. I will start with my best, just to remind everyone. Jonathan Taylor for a touchdown and the Colts to win. I'll be taking them together to remind everyone why. Actually, I'll be taking Jonathan Taylor for 100 yards rushing as well. The reason is week one against the Titans, Saquon Barkley went for 164 and a touchdown. Week two, the Bills put up 41 points. They didn't rush the ball because they throw first. And week three, the team that was playing against them, I can't remember who the running back was because I've written my notes here, but he went for 66 yards rushing, only 13 carries, but he went at five yards per carry. I think that was Josh Jacobs. So I'll be taking Jonathan Taylor, the Colts and 100 yards and TD there. My second one is Raiders to win and 100 yards receiving for Adams. I really like that one. And then Dallas to win, Zeke. TD and 50 yards rushing against Washington. They're my same game multis I'll be chucking up. And then the value ones, the little touchdowns, the one we need to start leaving on their own, Zach Ertz touchdown. He's due. He hasn't had one for a while. I'm looking forward to that. And Mahomes, the prop bet, 300 plus passing yards against that Bucks secondary. They've got great run D. I think he'll be throwing the ball all around the place. He'll get the 300. He might even get 350. What about you, Rat? So early days, as mentioned before, I've got Jamal Williams from the Detroit Lions anytime touchdown scorer, which comes in at $1.90. Saquon Barkley, 30-plus receiving yards at $1.85. And Green Bay Packers at the line at the minute at 8 dollars which is $1.78. Those three together come to $6.26. And I will be taking uh, later towards the weekend's games, I'll be taking some multiple same-game multis, but I've got one up at the minute I just chucked. The Jamal Williams anytime touchdown scorer up with the Lions to beat the Seahawks. That comes to two dollars thirty as well. I'll be copying that Jamal Williams. That was a fantastic uh, bet from you, and I'm looking forward to following that. It's great insight. Look, Rat, it's been a great show. Appreciate your time, mate. Like always, for everyone listening, we do have a special offer with Rick's Eyewear. You get twenty percent off and free express shipping if you go online. And buy the same frames as OBJ and Mike Williams. All the boys love the orbits. Use the discount code ACES and you will get 20% off and free express shipping. Also, if you want to follow our bets, we are big fans of Dabble. If you hit the show notes, there's a link there. Hit the link. It'll follow our account straight away. Follow Rory Atkins. Follow Tommy's tips. Copy our bets. Celebrate together. Have a little bit of banter and gamble responsibly. Right, I'm done. Let's hope they get up, son. Let's ride. Let's ride.